Hi, this is Peg Mulquain, host of the Ashtanga Dispatch podcast. We offer these monthly conversations freely as a way to learn, inspire, and hopefully make the yoga practice a little less lonely. Every episode requires many hours and resources we don't always have. We do our best, but we could really use your help. Support our online community by making an in-kind donation today. Make your gift at ashtangadispatch.com. And thank you. We're just going to stick this on the tape. Perfect. So it's recording. <clears throat> What's your question? <laughs> what am I supposed to talk about? Just answering the question of what your yoga practice or what practice means to you. What does yoga practice mean to me? Wow, it's a, it is a really big question. Finding that center. Yoga is self-knowledge. My haven. A tool to arrive in the present moment where I can feel quite present. It's like the mind disappears. This is me. This is who I am. Enough? Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And welcome to the Ashtanga Dispatch podcast, where we explore the yoga practice by bringing you conversations with the people who interest and inspire us. And today is a very special episode because first, instead of hearing from just one teacher, you'll hear from seven. Some I think you'll recognize from previous episodes of the podcast, along with others who may be new to you. Because though some of the teachers I spoke to have been practicing for over 40 years, they have less experience with social media, and a few, none at all. But this episode is special for another reason. This is my first time asking the questions, which, if you know me, is really difficult. I'm a little shy and much prefer to work behind the scenes. This one was all up to me, and I was a little nervous. Luckily, I only had one question for each of the teachers. What does practice mean to you? This is what I asked Dominic Corigliano, Mark Roberts, Kathy Cooper, Chuck Miller, Radha, Scott Johnson, and John Scott, all from last month's International Bali Yoga Conference. And each of the teachers had a really unique perspective on the yoga practice. But one thing they all agreed on was this. Our idea of yoga and practice evolves over time. It changes, just like our understanding of ourselves change. John Scott spoke a great deal about this in his answer. Um, Megan, I had a thought about the question before. Just strange. In preparation, what, 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 what does practice mean to me? And my answer would change. Every time you asked me the question, was my thought when I thought about the question. And what that means is, is that we are forever changing. And so the, the present moment is always 
changing and there's always different stimulus arising in the present moment. So that question is, is, is never fixed. And I think that's a, a, a good thing because what it then gives me in terms of a, a, a straightforward yes-no answer, what yoga means to me is being in the present moment. So then that also then ricochets or sends off a ripple. What does that then mean? And so to, what does it mean to be in the present moment? Well, first of all, the question is, how do you get into the present moment? So then if it's a, a yoga or a yoga practice, then a yoga practice is a journey. So yoga is a journey to arrive in the present moment or to arrive in the present self because the self's also changing too. We're not the same self seven years ago <laughs> as we're going to be the... <laughs> the self in seven years' time. So the past self and the future self is always changing. So yoga is a journey, but it's also a process. So yoga is a process of learning how to be in the present moment. And so for me, my Ashtanga Vinyasa yoga practice is a means to um a journey to arrive in the present moment, which means you're not really going anywhere. <laughs> but so another word to use then is a technique. So for me, yoga is a technique or a tool, a process to um, uh, arrive in the present moment. So yoga is a journey and a destination. So it's also then yoga is that state that you arrive in when you're arriving in the present moment, which would be the present self. Okay. So for me, uh, that little answer to that question sounds probably quite philosophical. So yoga is a philosophy. <laughs> so yoga is a philosophy and the philosophy of life. And, and what is life? Here we are. As I said, that moment's going to change all the time. Here we are sitting in nature. We are very fortunate right now to be sitting in nature in the present moment listening to the sound that comes up of all of the insects birds frogs everything so in this present moment we're a part of that nature and we're also singing a song as well we're adding to that and so this for me the the whole thing about yoga what does yoga mean to me then it's to arrive in the present moment in the present self, then yoga can then mean union. So you're uniting yourself with the present moment, you're uniting yourself with your present self or your natural self, and therefore you're then uniting or making a union in that present moment with nature or everything that is around you. So if we were to be, say, doing this in a city, then, of course, the answer would be different. We'd have so much chaos going on around us. My mind would be distracted by that, but that distraction would actually lead to a focus to answer the question. It would be how does one maintain the ability to be at peace with oneself 
in the madness or the chaos or the activity, the bustle and the loudness of a city. And again, so it would be, we would have to actually then take ourselves out of that situation where it was a pub, a bar, a party, a music shop or whatever to take some space. And that's where probably in a, in a city, a yoga shala is very important. Yeah. Because to, to, to take your mat into nature, as Danny was saying the other day, if you're right in the middle of the city, there's not necessarily a park just around the corner. Right. Well, when you are already living in nature, you just build your shala, <laughs> and the shala's in nature. <laughs> Doesn't get much better. Yeah. So just a simple answer. What yoga means to me is a process, a journey, a technique, a tool to arrive in the present moment, present, present self, in union or in harmony with whatever life is presenting to you in that moment and what's rising up. So then the next extension of that is, is how do you react to that present moment? So yoga then is a tool for you not only to realize your present self in the present moment in the environment that you're in, but to be in a, a place of, of, of equanimity or harmony with it. Yeah. So that's like if we were in the middle of the city and if these insects get too loud, then we could become stressful. Right. So stress or anxiety or even fear, and the worst one, the fear of death, is not accepting what is. We are going to die. Um, stuff is going to happen around us, whether we think we're in control or not. Especially when we're not in control, so much is going to happen. And so to be in the present moment and to be uh, stressless or at ease or in harmony, one has to be able to accept what is. And the only way we're going to be able to accept what is, is if that present moment state that we're in, the breath is our uh, a ujjayi or an equal inhalation exhalation so that the mind is balanced and so for me the, the, what yoga means to me is to be able to then be in that place where I can not be reactive to my situation or environment around me but be in action so for example being a yoga teacher in a class of 70 people my my human and non-present moment state is to be reactive to the fact that there's too many people there. Yeah. The way I personally deal with that then is to be in the present moment with one person. And when I feel I've been in the present moment with one person long enough and I've made that relationship connection and I can then move to the next person. So the opposite to be reactive or in a state of confusion or stress is to be in total action. And that the only way you can be in action is to be in harmony, harmony with what is around you and uh, accepting what is and then meeting what is. And so in a yoga class, it's meeting an individual student. And uh, when you meet that individual student, as I was saying the other day, 
the, what I've learned then from this whole process of, of what does yoga mean to me, it means that making that relationship and that relationship is to then name or identify that which you are with, not to be held by that, to go through the eyes, see the person, and then listen. And so then there's a real meeting and relationship. So it's in that place then you're able to not react to the person. You can also draw them into a process and for then the process to flow with the relationship. And so that's what yoga means to me. Yoga means to me it's, it's about learning how to live in relationship, in the present moment, in action, not in reaction. It was really lovely to watch each teacher's personality come through, not only in how they answered the question, but also that showed up in how they taught. For example, Mark Roberts has been really exploring other forms of movement outside of the Ashtanga yoga practice, but then brings that back to his practice and his teaching. I truly wish you could have all seen the teachers doing spinal rolls during Mark's workshop, but I was having so much fun myself, I forgot to take pictures. But Mark will tell you, even this is just part of the bigger process, one that will continue to change as he changes. Yeah, this week has been super good for me because I've been practicing with John Scott uh, every morning. So he's um, yeah, we've just been getting this really good energy going. Um, but yeah, just feeling a lot of vitality. So it's re like really kind of reconnected me to something that was there for a long time. But then I guess after 20 years, it can disappear a little bit. Um, so this week it's been like kind of reconnecting to that, that, uh, that energy and something I've been feeling or just kind of playing with an idea is like connecting to this kind of more animal nature. So, you know, like just at a certain point as I've been practicing this week, um, it's like the mind disappears in a sense and then it's just the breathing, sweating, moving and just getting in touch with something very primal. And, um, yeah, I'm feeling really, really good from that. So, yeah, I'm inspired. Yeah. And so I think, you know, the practice is different for everybody and it's going to, you're going to go through different stages with the practice, you know. So, like, obviously this is something that I'm feeling now. It will again change at a certain point and, you know, throughout my life I've had those different different phases, different relationships to the practice. So for any of you listeners out there that uh, just understand that that's part of the process, it's going to keep changing and your, your feeling with it will go through different stages. Um, yeah, so what I'm saying might not, you might not relate to that. So, you know, you'll have your own experience. I think that's also a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that's where I'm also trying to come from in my teaching now is to understand that all my students are going to have their own experience of the practice. So I'm just going to share what I, you know, what I think I can share my own experience to help them in that process of understanding their own experience with it. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, and like I said at the beginning of this, it's like I never know what's going to come out. So uh, 
you know, be interesting to listen to this in one year's time and see where I'm at in a year's time compared to, you know, how I'm feeling at the moment. Uh, yeah, just, just stay present, stay with it and just, uh, yeah, enjoy. That's, uh, that's a big thing. I think it's like the practice, um, you don't have to suffer in your practice. <laughs> you can, you, you have the right to enjoy the practice. Speaking of enjoying practice, it was so inspiring to spend time getting to know Kathy Cooper. Kathy has been practicing Ashtanga yoga for over 40 years. She freely admitted she was the oldest teacher at the conference. In fact, we celebrated her birthday that week. And yet every bit of her is as in love with the process as ever. So looking over the last 43 years of practice, I would say it's total transformation <laughs> of my consciousness to recognize that uh, my natural self is happy, joyful, peaceful, and um, hopefully present in life. You know, obviously not probably every moment, but overall, that's the well-being that I feel. And at my age, to be feeling well-being in my body, uh, it lets me, you know, I, it's like I still have a whole big chapter ahead of me in my life. And that's exciting. So it unfolds. And as I have said, I feel serendipity around this practice. That life opens in this very amazing way that I could never have made up. And I did it because I loved it. I didn't do it because I didn't know where it was going. I just, it was valuable to me from the get-go. And, and the daily experience was valuable. So it was good in the moment. And then over time, it was a, it's a cumulative. So I thought it was worthwhile. And, um, I think the practice is very wise, and also I do believe we bring skillfulness to it with our uh, awareness over time, you know, our development over time. And um, I don't think there's anything else like this in my life. I enjoy meditation, but it's not my first go-to. But the practice itself has a certain quality of clearing an opening where I can feel quite present and calm. It's not the same as what I was talking about tonight, where, you know, I'm in this absolute state of meditation, but I do feel that I have it in a small way every day, you know, from practice. This sense of calm and presence doesn't just come through the yoga practice as we know it, however. In fact, Chuck Miller says the yoga is not so much about any one specific technique at all. So at this moment, what I feel my practice does for me is helps me to reset back to a comfortable, stable, clear-minded, natural state. So it's very similar to what it's always been for me, but it's become simpler. And whatever the techniques are, the techniques can be many different things. It could be walking on a path in the woods or doing Surinamaskar or primary series or Pranayama or sitting meditation practice or walking meditation practice. 
it's something that helps me let go of the distractions and brings me back to a deeper sense of my comfortable inner self. And finding that center from which I feel content and clear at peace and happy without stress or strain or much ambition to do anything. So something as simple as just laying on the grass, listening to the wind blow, can become many, many, many things. It's not so much about the technique. Of course, maybe in the beginning, we do focus a little more on the technique, just as we do the physical. But as Radha explains, repeating what nearly every other teacher also shares, our physical practice changes over time, maybe along with our idea of practice. My practice has changed a lot. My, my view of practice has changed a lot in the last 30 years. It used to be, what can I get from this? What can I get? <laughs> How far can I get? Um, what goal can I achieve? And now it's, um, what can it give to me? It sounds similar, get and give, but it's really, really different. One is reaching and grabbing, and one is receiving. So for me now, I've really started to understand more of um, the feminine aspect of practice for me um, because for so many years practice was this kind of a powerful strong thing that I could do and now I'm using it more as I said last night like from an intuitive place like what does my practice really teach me intuitively and um, over these almost 30 years like it has definitely helped me to hone my intuition and really, really know what I need for my own, for my heart, for my body, for my mind. And so I think that that's how it will continue to unfold for me. It's not that the physical part is, of course, very important, but the physical aspect has really shifted and changed. My relationship to it has shifted and changed. Um, it's become bigger than, than that. And I'm happy that, I, that I'm able to evolve with the practice as opposed to playing to what it used to be, you know, because nothing stays the same. And the practice that I had when I was 22 is going to be different than the practice that I will have when I'm 52. And um, I just want to gracefully always be consistent, always be dedicated, but just kind of um, allow it to kind of show, allow it to show me the way. So that's what I have to say in my heart. <laughs> that's you know, it's like, it's like, I just thought, well, when I sit down with her, whatever's going to come out, is just going to come out, you know, because it's kind of like, all right, you know, this is just coming from my heart. Um, I mean, I have to say, I, I do believe, like I said, like last night we were asking us about what is your favorite sutra and I'm no philosopher for sure. Um, but the one sutra I always come back to is the one that speaks about practice being 
consistent and devoted over a long period of time. And that I can say I am. I am consistently devoted to my practice. It doesn't always look the same. It doesn't always feel the same. But it's always there for me and I'm always there for it. And Scott Johnson agrees. It's not about the physical. As he says, instead of an amazing third series, he has three amazing children. Scott says it doesn't matter to him what his practice looks like on the mat, but more about the way he meets life off the mat. My, my yoga practice is really personal. Um, it really um, is different every day, but I try and find more about what quality it, it brings up in me, meaning it doesn't matter to me what it looks like. It's much more about how it makes me, how it feels, how it makes me feel, what's coming up as I'm practicing. So it's, it's, it's looking, think how things look doesn't make, mean much to me. It's about what's the sensation? What, what am I trying to capture? Um, internally, what is my body telling me as I'm moving through, as it's going through the motion? So my practice is very much about, so about sensation. So about the relationship I'm having with every little, nuance of the practice itself i think after practicing for years and years and years it's the subtleties that become really really interesting and and it's those those are the things that are really really satisfying in the way that 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 you can that you can take away with you okay because it's the rip for me this ripple of the practice it's the ripple of the sensation it's the ripple of the feeling internally of the breath and how the breath is moving the the, the sensation of the freedom of the joints is then how i try and take that out of off the mat and meet the children <laughs> and meet louise and meet um the family life can i breathe and and notice the freedom within a row with a 17 year old you know like and it's those sort of things that i really that i really cherish that the, the, the practice is my personal way of going this is me this is who i am and that's what helps me when it comes to relationships i have with others particularly louise and the boys and particularly how i'm able to hold that when there's so much life going on um, so for me, it's so much about this relationship of um, always noticing, always noticing. So family isn't just important to Scott. In fact, Dominic Corigliano and I spent a whole breakfast talking about his, including his oldest son, Matt, who is also a pretty well-known Ashtanga yoga teacher. He showed me pictures of his whole family. It was incredibly sweet and made me a little bit homesick for my own. But in describing yoga in practice, there are no pictures to show. And honestly, I think it's why every teacher sort of struggled to answer the question. Because practice for them is indistinguishable from their lives and the world around them. Or as Dom so succinctly stated, Yoga is earth. Yoga is sky. Yoga is self-knowledge. This episode of the Ashanga Dispatch podcast was edited and produced by Peg Queen and hosted by me, Megan Powell. Thank you so much for listening.
We hope you enjoyed. And now, here's Julia Scott, married to John Scott, explaining how yoga is like a glow stick. It's a funny thought, but we were in Thailand and it was Happy New Year and we had a little stick and they were like plastic sticks. And when you crack them, they make noise and there is a light inside. Oh, you see glow yeah. sticks. So, and we were looking at that and said, so I was like, yeah, yoga is like that. You crack something and you have light there. Yeah. And I think this is the most, was, well, yeah, we're cracking, we're cracking the spaces inside. 